0: The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, "Peace." be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven, Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. college student home over Christmas break one year informed his parents that he was converting to the Catholic faith. His father said, I won't stand in your way, but I just want you to know that you will forfeit your right to think for yourself when you become a Catholic. Now the irony of this situation is that that young man is now a bishop and his father was received into the church by that young man who became a priest several years later. But this is not an this is an all too common misconception about our Catholic faith. This belief that we as Catholics Like, you know, dumb, stupid sheep just blindly follow after the edicts of the bishops and the pope. That we passively kind of trudge our life unjoyfully, monotonously through life, following after what the church, what Jesus asks of us, and then at the end we get to go to heaven. And what a pathetic and sad view this is. And if it is true, and we have to admit that in some cases we see this not only in ourselves, but in others. A lack of joy a lack of dynamism, a lack of energy in their Catholic faith. And that's part of our battle, part of our struggle in our life, is that we're called not to this boring, pathetic, sad faith, but to a dynamic, active, vibrant faith. And first and foremost, that's a struggle. That's a battle. But it's what we're called to. We're called to life in Christ Jesus. And Jesus himself is the Trinity, part of the triune God. He is one and three. He is the second person of the Trinity, so his very inner life is dynamic. And if we're in relationship and in communion, no less, with that, then our lives should be dynamic. But we, like St. Thomas in the Gospel today, sometimes struggle. But here's the reality. We ought to struggle for our faith. Now, oftentimes, we can kind of wade off into the weeds of the difficult and the more popular arguments over the Catholic teachings, over this particular element of faith. But our church provides for us this lovely and beautiful foundation on this second Sunday of Easter to help us understand our path forward. That, yes, we are called to struggle. Yes, we are called to fight for our faith. But the church provides us a clear path in these wonderful readings today. Last week we received the resurrection, the joy, the beauty, the life-changing gift of that resurrection. Today we start to see that road map forward. And the first thing, the foundational thing, that, that which out which we cannot move forward is an encounter with the risen Christ. All of the other stuff All of the practices, all of the prayers do not make sense, are not life-giving, unless they lead us to an encounter with Christ. St. Thomas didn't believe, but he was still seeking the Lord. Yes, he says, I do not believe, I will not believe unless I see all these ridiculous things, but he still sought because he showed up. He could have left, he could have said these people are crazy, but in his heart, In his life, he desired to meet this risen God. And when he met the risen Christ, it changed everything. An encounter with the risen Christ, it's said three times in the gospel today, brings us what? Peace. Jesus offers that to us when he meets us. Jesus offers that to us when he walks with us. Jesus offers that to us when he picks us up. Peace be with you. Our struggle only makes sense. Our fight for the Lord, our walk with Him only makes sense if we encounter Him, if we seek to encounter Him in prayer, in the sacraments, in our relationships with one another. God desires to show us His face, to love us where we are, to grab our hand and to walk with us to something great, something world and life changing. But he, and this is the second part. He doesn't ask us to do this alone. An encounter with Christ is oftentimes and almost always in a dynamic, loving, and supportive community. How much easier it is for us to encounter God when we have people in our lives who are witnessing to God, who are God in our life. Think of it this way, if Thomas hadn't known the other apostles very well, if they had said, you know that guy that we were following? Well, he's, he's alive again. He died, and he's alive again. Thomas probably would have said, all right, I'm out of here. This is too much. But he knew those apostles, and he knew their love, and he had relationship with them. And so they helped bring Thomas to God. And Thomas, in his encounter with God, then helps bring that back to the community. In that beautiful first reading we get from the Acts of the Apostles, our call to communion with God is also communion to one another. Dorothy Day once said, You only love God as much as you love the person you love the least. That's powerful and strong and convicting. But this is the call that we have. If we're to be one with God, we must be one with all those who are begotten and beloved of God, each and every one of us. But our walk to the Lord is made better in our walk together. In Christ Jesus, the commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and your neighbor and your, as yourself is inextricably linked. If I do not love God, I cannot love my brothers and sisters. If I do not love my brothers and sisters, I cannot love God. But in that positive love, in my love of God, I love my brothers and sisters. In the love of brothers and sisters, I love God, this dynamic, vibrant, wonderful community builds us up, makes us better, helps us on our way. And the final fundamental and foundational element that the Lord puts in our life today, the church sets before us, is mercy. Christ gives to the church the power to forgive, He gives to each one of us the power to forgive our brothers and our sisters, to be reconciled with each other, to be reconciled with God also. But if my reconciliation with God, if my confession in the confessional doesn't lead me to active, vibrant participation in the community, then it is for naught. And the same is true also. If my reconciliation with my brothers and sisters doesn't lead me also to be reconciled with God, it is for naught. The Lord desires for us to have this active, dynamic, wonderful faith. He comes to us. He walks with us as community. And he helps us recognize that we need help. And help is available, both from him and from our brothers and sisters. You have not given up your ability to think for yourself. You have embraced The ability to walk the truth in love. To see, as St. John tells us, the commandments of God, not as burdensome, but as liberating, as beautiful, as wonderful. This is our faith. It is beautiful. It is wonderful. Let us walk it not alone, but together, hand in hand with each other in this wonderful mystical body under the headship of Jesus Christ. So that the world, our community, our families, our friendships might be the image of the living God.